Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. And many, now who is he talking to? Who are the many? Is it the people in the world? People dancing on the club, me dancing, doing the thing, stank leg or whatever's going on now? Huh? Is it, a, is it the people who the devil already got? No. This is a false Christ who is coming to those who name the name of Christ. Because if you go say, I'm Christ to a Buddhist, okay, that's nice. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Wherever you are all around the world, we want you to know that there are a group of people that loves you and we are praying for you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Remember that we're still in the middle of our building project. We're probably going to be building for quite a while. So let the Lord use you in your giving today. If this ministry has indeed blessed you, just go to our website at kingdomrock.org, kingdomrock.org. There you can give your gift. Just press the give button and we'll be blessed. And I know that you will tremendously be blessed as we continue to proclaim the gospel of Jesus all around the world. Remember, when you give, people live. Amen. All right. This morning, everybody, we want to speak from the subject of strange voices. Strange voices. The last time we were together, uh, the Lord dealt with us about uh, some end time things that were happening now and some things that are, that are uh, soon to come. We were in the book of uh, Romans, the first chapter, so if you were not able to uh, see that. I need you to go back and watch that. Uh, that was a prelude to today. We want to continue um, to flow on that line. So today, strange voices. There are a lot of strange voices that are being released and that have been released. And I need to let you know about these things. Now, understand something before we even get started here. There is a shifting and there is a mindset, a mindset change that we have to make sure that we are, um, make sure that we are aligning ourselves with the spirit. Now, the shifting is from a place of entertainment where the church would be a place of entertainment. And it has been for a lot of people for a long time. Shifting from an entertainment to a house of training preparation training and preparation, teaching. Now, teaching, training, preparation is not always so exciting that you're going to jump up and kiss yourself. Hallelujah. But it is to prepare you for the dangers that you're currently in right now. You do understand that, right? Now, in this time period that God in this time period, because we know that we're living in the last days and we know that Jesus is soon to come, the Lord has given us many more witnesses in his word that actually describe the days that we're in at this moment and how not only to survive, but to, to how to thrive in these days. To thrive. You know the one who created everything. 
Shouldn't you be thriving now? Shouldn't you be overcoming now? Absolutely. So we're going to go through his word and see what he says about what's happening. One of the things I need to tell you about is strange voices. Now, we're going to start here. Uh, let's start in the book of John, John 14. Matter of fact, John 14 chapter, John 14. And we're going to start this here because there, this, is, this will give us a frame of reference. We're going to start at John 14. Then we're going to go to John 10. Lord willing, we'll also go to Matthew, the 24th chapter, and, uh, and further on, depending on how you receive today. You know, some of you know when you're feeding children, you don't want to force feeding. You know, when they're full, they're full. You want to stop. So there's more than enough food to eat if you're hungry for it. Are you ready? John, the 14th chapter. Now, many times we would use this, people use these verses in funerals. But I want you to see uh, the true meaning of this. In John, the 14th chapter, Jesus says, really before this, the Lord has told them many times, hey, I'm about to go away. Son of man is going to be crucified and and I'll be leaving you soon. But he's not going to leave them comfortless. So right away, we get a picture of the Lord going away. He's going away. But we'll also get a picture of him coming back. John 14, uh, verse number one says this, uh, the King James Version, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. Listen to the next phrase. I go, let's say that with me. Read it with me. I go to prepare a place for you. I go. Jesus is gone. He is gone. Why is he gone? To prepare a place for you. Right? He was resurrected. He went up in a cloud. Glory to God. Of course, he's in heaven and is also, also with us. But as far as physically with the church now, as he was with the disciples then, he said, I'm going. Going why? To prepare a place for you. Now look at verse number three. And if I go and prepare a place for you, what will happen? Help me read. I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. So you have a picture of the Lord going and coming back. Now, this is very important. You have a picture of him going. He said, if I'm going, if I go away, I will come back and receive you to myself. You have a picture. Now, in Scripture, the Lord also declared himself, and we'll see this in John, uh, John 10, that Jesus said that he is the good shepherd that lays his life down for the sheep. A shepherd goes and comes. We're going to talk about this. As a matter of fact, let's go ahead and go to John 10 now and really just get into this because this shows you, you need to see this going and coming. Now, John 10 tells you about what happens after the shepherd goes. There is a, there is a time span from when the shepherd is absent to when the shepherd comes back. 
Now, John 10 talks about uh, the life of a shepherd, the life of a sheep herder. Now, many times when a shepherd, uh, when they had to conduct business, when they had to go away, they wouldn't just leave their sheep in the field somewhere. They would leave them under the care of a porter. They would leave them in an enclosed area. Many times there would be rocks set up uh, and there's some sort of enclosure. And the barriers were so high that the sheep, of course, could not get over, could not get out. But also keep away so high as well to keep uh, wolves away. And there was one way in and one way out. It was called the door. So the shepherd would send all of his sheep into that enclosure and then he would go away to conduct business. But then after business was conducted, he would come again and receive his sheep. Anybody seeing this develop already? Now, there was one authorized way to get in and get out. And of course, that was called the door. Also in John 10, uh, we won't get it today, but Jesus said that I am the door. He said, by me, people go in and out and find pasture. He said, I am the door. Now, that is also very prophetic as well. Because when a shepherd would take his sheep out uh, of that enclosure, sometimes he would take them out into a field for grazing. Normally they would be back in the, in in a certain area by nightfall, but sometimes he would take them out overnight. And he would make some sort of makeshift pen, sometimes also with rocks or other things, so that wolves could not come over and get the sheep. And he would lay across the opening of the enclosure. His body would be the door. And if you wanted to come into the sheep, you'd have to go through him. Right? So Jesus said, I am the door of the sheep. And in fact, he is. He laid his body down to be the door for us. He laid his life down. Do you see the pictures that he's showing us today? So let's go to John again. John 10. Let's, let's, we're going to look at just the first five verses here because this will let you see strange voices and things that you need to be aware of in, these, in this last season. So here again, John 10, verse 1 says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door, again, the door is the only authorized way to enter and to exit. He says, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. Now, why would somebody climb up some other way? Because they want to lay hold of the sheep to devour the sheep. They didn't want to come by the gate. They want to go up some other way to get access to you. So there are enemies that are now trying to climb up some other way to get access to you. Now, he's not talking about the world. He's talking about the sheep. He's talking about his people, right? Yeah. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. The Bible says that we are the sheep of his pasture. The devil's trying to get access to you. He's not trying to get access to the world. He has the world. It's you that he wants. 
So he's trying to climb up some other way to get access to you, to steal you away, to devour you. So notice that. It says, but uh, he that climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. Now we know, again, in John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So that's the devil coming to come over and devour, right? right? Look at verse number two. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. So he has gone away, but now he has come back. Right? The shepherds went away, but now he's coming back to get his sheep that are under the covering of or the, uh, the supervision of the porter, of the doorkeeper. Look at verse number three. It says, to him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. Notice the, the job of the porter. The porter is there only temporarily. He's on a temporary assignment to watch the sheep until the shepherd gets back. The porter is what you would call the, uh, the fivefold ministry. Your pastors, your teachers, your evangelists, your, your, your prophets, your apostles. They are there as doorkeepers. Notice what the porter does. When the shepherd comes... He opens the door and the sheep hear the shepherd's voice. It is the job of the porter to open the door so that the sheep would hear the shepherd's voice. Opening the door means opening the word. Opening the word. Anytime the word is spoken, you should be if it is a true porter. You should be able to hear the Lord speak. You should be able to hear Jesus' voice. Now, if we would go back in Bible times, they wouldn't say Jesus. They would say Yeshua. They would hear Yeshua's voice, right? That's the job of, of a porter, to open the door so that you will hear the voice of your shepherd, the voice of Jesus, the voice of Yeshua. All right, so now the Lord said that when the porter opens in verse number three, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name and leads them out. And he leads them out. He has an assignment for you. Now, notice as well that in this large sheep pen, this shepherd, along with many other shepherds, will leave their sheep in the same pen. This was like a, uh, a community sheep pen, so to speak, so that the shepherds could go off and conduct business. So in that sheepfold, there were many other sheep that belonged to other shepherds. They were all mixed in there together. Somebody said, well, how in the world would you be able to get your sheep out? You're able to get your sheep out because your sheep know your voice. They know your voice. Some of you have pets. And all you got to do is stand over there and talk. And they, they know your sound. They know your sound. You can call their name, but they know your sound. And they'll start hollering out. I see that just almost every day at 
our food bank. We have a little pet cat. It's a little community cat. His name is Gray. Oh, boy, he's a mess. Because he is bonded with me, my goodness, as he bonded with me. I can come in the building and just start speaking. If he's around to Mary Hill, he'll just go all beside himself. When I just speak, I can call his name. But why? When he hears the tone of my voice, he recognizes my sound. He will cry out by the same token. When the sheep, when the shepherd comes and he stands at the door, the porter opens the door, opens the word of life. The porter is responsible for proclaiming the word. How can they hear without a preacher? The porter opens the, opens the door, opens the word of life, and the Lord's sheep are trained to hear the voice of Jesus. And when they hear his voice, they then respond and move with him. The Bible says that the Lord knows his own sheep by name. He has named every single one. But it is his sound. It is the frequency of his voice that attracts them. Look at verse number four. He says, and when he put it forth his own sheep, in other words, he gives them all an assignment. When he puts forth his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him. Why? For they know his voice. Very important. They know his sound. They know his frequency. They know your voice. Right? The sheep know the voice of the Lord. Now, there are many other sheep there, but only his sheep will respond to his voice. The others will just keep on eating or doing whatever they're doing, whatever sheep doing. But these will hear his voice. Ah! and then follow, right? Look at verse number five. And a stranger will they not follow. They won't follow the stranger's voice. Strange voices. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. Now, in the last days, there are going to be a lot of strange voices coming to the door. A lot, many strange voices coming to the door. Now, the Bible tells us this. We're going to go, as a matter of fact, let's go over here now to the book of uh, Matthew, Matthew 24. As the Lord talks about the end times, the times of his coming and the end of the world. He talks about strange voices that will attempt to lead his sheep, lead his people astray. Now, let's look at this. Matthew 24. Y'all still with me today? You still hungry for this word? Matthew 24, verse number one says, And Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, 
when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? Two things, right? The sign of your coming, the rapture of the church, the snatching away of the church, and the end of the world or the end of the age. Got me? So he's about to answer these questions. And two things are asking him. Tell us, when will you return for us? Bah. You're going to be gone for a while. When you're coming back for us? Tell us when you're coming back from doing your business, from preparing a place for us. You see with me? And tell us when this thing is going to end. The first thing that Jesus says in verse number four is this. And Jesus answered and said unto them, take heed that no man deceive you. And this is an overarching statement over everything that he's about to say. The word deceive actually means to lead astray, to draw away in the wrong direction. Hmm. I think sheep are led, aren't they? Take heed that no man, no strange voice leads you away in the wrong direction, leads you away from the right path. Now, Jesus would not have said this if it were not possible for you to be led away in the wrong direction. In these last days, here again, the sign of his return. When the Lord returns, prior to his arrival, there's going to be a lot of strange voices. A lot of strange voices that will stand at the door and try to get you to come out and come with me and lead you in the wrong direction. Are you getting this picture? So he says, take heed, warning, watch out for this. Take heed that no man deceive you. Verse number five, for many, say many, many, for many shall come in my name. Come where? Come to the door. For many shall come in my name saying what? I am Christ. And what will happen? And shall deceive many, shall lead many away. So they'll come to the door. I'm Christ. Come on out. Come on out of your holding place. Come on out. I am Christ. I am your shepherd. Come on, let's go. And many. Now, who is he talking to? Who are the many? Is it the people in the world? People dancing on the club, me dancing, doing the thing, stank leg or whatever's going on now? Huh? Is it, a, is it the people who the devil already got? No. This is a false Christ who is coming to those who name the name of Christ. Because if you go and say, I'm Christ to a Buddhist, okay, that's nice. Or maybe to a Muslim. Oh, okay, that's nice. No, this only relates to somebody who is looking for Christ. Somebody who says they have a relationship with Christ. Remember, the devil's trying to climb up some other way to get to you. Yes, Keep the imagery of the sheep pen, of the sheepfold. Yes, 
He's trying to come up another way. If he can't get through, can't get over the signs, he's going to try to come to the door itself and declare to the sheep, I'm Jesus. I'm Christ. Follow me. Will it work? Scripture says he will deceive many, lead many away. So the first group that will be led out of the sheep pen are those who don't know the voice of the shepherd. They have not heard his voice, don't know his voice. How is it possible that you're there in the halls of the church and you don't know the voice of Jesus? You don't know his word. You don't know his nature. You don't know him. I've attended for years. But again, for many, the church has become a place of entertainment. You really don't have to have Jesus to have church anymore. You really don't even have to say the name of Jesus in order to have church. You realize that, right? These are the last things that you're living in right now. You really don't have to even mention his name once. Just say, Lord. Just say, the big guy upstairs. Throw in a lot of gods. You know, God's going to bless you. God this, God that, God this, God that. You really don't have to be politically, you know, you can stay politically correct. And and you can draw a lot more people if you don't use his name. And so it is these individuals When this false Christ comes and Christ means something to them, when the enemy comes, they're led astray. Are you hearing? Let's look look a little bit further. Verse 6 says, And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled. Now, that's another command for us because you're seeing that now, right? Wars, war in Ukraine and so many other things, rumors of what's going to get started. and You you don't know what's going to happen next. The Lord says, see that you be not troubled for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. Now, we're still in our pen, still in our, our fortified place, waiting on the return of our shepherd, still conducting business. He said, you'll hear of all these things. Don't let them trouble you. Don't let them trouble you. Some of us love to watch the news. You watch your news, but listen, when it gets to the point where you're being troubled, turn it off. Be not troubled. All right? He said, the end is not yet. Look at verse 7. For nation shall rise against nation. Stop right there. Nation shall rise against nation. Let me show you something. The word nation comes from the Greek word ethnos, which means different people groups. Different people groups shall rise up against other people groups. So you have race against race. These are different people groups. You have uh, gay against straight. These are different people groups. You'll have all these other things. All people say, I'm this and I'm that. However they relate, however they've labeled themselves, they will be fighting against each other, clashing and clashing and, and clashing and clashing. Is that going, is that going on now? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. 
The clashing of nations, the clashing of different people group. Jesus said there are going to be a lot of folk against other folk. And kingdom against kingdom, that is nation, that is uh, United States or country against other countries, always at war, always fighting. You're going to find that here. He says in verse 7, for nations shall rise against nation, that is people group against people group, and, and kingdom against kingdom, that is country against country, and there shall be famines. Food prices are at an all-time high. Went to the store the other day to get a candy bar. Lord, help me, please. Candy bar, almost $3. What in the world is wrong here? Used to be 50 cents. Used to be $1.25 or something. $3. And my goodness, don't go to a fast food restaurant. You trying to feed a family of four? You may want to bring yourself $50 with you or more. Famine, food prices skyrocketing. Is that happening now? Absolutely. Famines and pestilence, that's disease, that's COVID-19 and everything else. All these things are the Lord said, Here, hey, they asked for the signs. Here are the signs. He says, famines and, and pestilence and earthquakes. We've seen these in diverse places. Verse number eight, all these are the beginning of sorrows, which means that there's more to come. There's more to come. But don't worry. Stay in the will of God and God's got us. Lord's got us. Continue to hear his voice. Know his voice. You hear me, sheep? Know the voice of the Lord. Read his word. Spend time in prayer with him. Know his voice. Are you hearing? Verse 9. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. And ye shall be hated of all nations, of all people, groups, for my name's sake. In other words, the name of Jesus is going to be stinking. It's going to be very offensive to a lot of people. Is that true today? Yes. And it is continuing to rise. As the world gets darker and darker, the light will be more and more offensive. This is the, this is the climate that we're in right now. Look at verse number 10. He said, And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. Now, he's not talking about people in the world. He's talking about the sheep. Some will be with Jesus and some not. You'll have in these last days what I call Christian butts. Thank you, Shekinah. I will do that. <laughs> Christian butts. You'll see them. You'll know them. Yeah. They'll say, I'm a Christian too. But, but, but I, it's, I feel it's okay for me to have premarital sex. I'm a Christian too. But it's all right for me to get high every once in a while. I'm a Christian too. But I don't really take it all that seriously. 
Yeah, I don't really, I don't really take it all day. It's all right to get my swirl on. It's all right to get my, get my 50, 40, my 20, and, and get geeked up and all that every once in a while. I'm a Christian too. But you'll find the war against Christians and Christian butts. Those who are truly devoted to Christ and those who simply just hang around a bit. These are the ones that will be betraying one another, betraying one another. Listen, listen, let's go on. So verse 10 says, uh, verse 10, and then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. Verse 11, and many false prophets shall arise. Here we go again, standing at the door. Many false prophets shall arise and shall Deceive many, drawing away, leading away. One who is he, who he leading away? Those that don't know the shepherd's voice. Those who are there to be entertained. Those some people come to church to pick people up, not pick them up physically. You understand? <laughs> to go to find a date. You understand it, right? They patrol churches to find somebody who are Christian butts. Is there a Christian butt around here? I want to find. Oh, you can find them. Someone who's really not fully committed to Christ. Remember, the Lord said when He comes again, not many, not many that, that say unto me, Lord, Lord, will enter to the kingdom of heaven. Because they were never with him. Bless you. And because of that sneeze, bless everybody in Jesus' name. Bless our online community. I'm not sure who just sneezed, but I just say bless you in Jesus' mighty name. That's how we roll up in here. Let's look a little bit further. Verse number 11 says again, and many false prophets shall arise and shall deceive many. So the first group that we talked about earlier in verse number, uh, verse number five, were deceived and they went out. Then more people are deceived and they are also led out. So the sheep pen is beginning to thin out, isn't it? Yes, sir. Seems like a lot of churches are beginning to close down. Yeah. Yeah. The sheepfold is beginning to thin out. Are you hearing? Verse number 12 says, and because iniquity shall abound or lawlessness or sin shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Verse 13, but he that endureth rather, but, but he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Now, don't take this verse the wrong way. Some people say, well, if I, if I'm able to stick around, I know I'm going to be saved. No, it's not what it's really saying there. It's saying that those that are truly saved are the only ones who can be able to endure it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. There's a lot going on. Yes, sir. There's pestilence and there's disease and the devil trying to climb over and false prophets standing and false Christ standing, trying to always pull, always pull. There's a great press to pull to get you out of the presence of God. Yes, sir. And the only ones that's going to be able to survive all that are the ones who truly know Jesus. He that endured to the end, the same shall be saved because only ones that are truly saved can endure to the end. 
You got me? Let's go on a little bit further. We're going to close out. Verse number 14 says, And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then, help me, shall the end come. This is one reason that you exist, that this church exists, to preach the gospel to the nations. And understand, it's just not my voice that is being heard. The Lord is raising up many other voices. Martha, you might as well get ready, Martha. You might might as well get ready, Martha. I feel it already. Make my leg click out. There'll be many more voices. That the Lord will raise up in this house and outside of this house to proclaim the gospel of Jesus all around the world as a witness. And then the end shall come. But not only here, Jesus is doing this in a lot of other places. I just know our assignment. Now skip on down to verse 23. You can read the rest when you get home. I want to show you just a few things here. A few things here. Y'all getting, let me take a test. Are y'all getting anything out of this today? Are you, are you, being, are you being fed today? Are you hearing the Lord's voice? Yes. Hearing Jesus' voice? Yes. Skip down verse number 23. Let me show you something else about these strange voices. Then if any man say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not. Notice the tactic change. Before, stand at the door, I am Christ. And people, oh, okay. And they are led right out. The next it was false, false prophet. Lead people out. Okay. And deceive them. Now the tactic is, hey, I'm not, but he's over there. Which means you're not in the right place getting you to doubt where you are. Have I missed the Lord? He's over there. I need to go. Leaving your place, leaving your assignment in pursuit of somebody, in pursuit of a shadow. He's not there. You should have stayed where you are. Getting you to leave your place of assignment, pursuing someone I mean, the devil's told you he's over there, and he's not over there. He's right there where he told you to be, in your assignment, in your place where you can hear his voice. Are you hearing? Notice that tactic change because something else is about to happen, Patricia. Notice this. He says, the Lord says, don't believe it, don't believe it. Why? In verse 24, for there shall arise, oh, something's happening here. Now, false Christ and false prophets. Before it was one or the other. Now it's both. Now it's a full press coming for you to get your attention. Now there's a full press. False Christ and false prophets. Now, let me say this to you about the prophet. The prophet is a prophetic teacher. These are the voices that are coming that are not necessarily talking Jesus, 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 but they may be talking about evolution. 
They may be talking about the, the uh, I've heard something about, well, the aliens are coming next year, and they're going to tell us. They were supposed to be the one created us, so they're going to tell us something. What? What? Or whether the AI is now teaching and training. This is what you should believe. Let me inspire you. Let me teach you. So there are a lot of false, so they're going to be false Christ and false teachers or false prophets. What's going to happen? He said, and shall show what? Great signs and wonders. Insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive or lead away the very elect. Which means this is such, this is an end time press. An end time press. It is loud. It is boisterous. Trying to get your attention. Who's attention? The sheep in the sheepfold. They got a few of them already. But now they're really trying to get at you. With all these things, technology and science. Now, remember, people say, you know, science says this. Science doesn't say that. It's, it's not science, but it's the scientist that may say something. Science will confirm the word of God. But scientists are the ones who interpret the data and they make their judgment claims. Are you hearing? Good science will confirm the word of God. Let's get back to it. So this is a full press, a full-on press. And right now you're living in that day of a full-on press for your attention, a full-on press for your time, a full-on get you away from Christ, get you out of your place, full-on press. And says here, they'll have many great signs and wonders, many things. And if it were possible, the very elect would be drawn away. Let me show you this in um, the Amplified Bible, Matthew 24, 24 out of the Amplified Bible. As we begin to close, we have so much more, but we won't be able to, give it to it, get to all of it today. Matthew 20, 24, 24 out of the Amplified Bible says this, For false Christs and false prophets will arise, and they shall show great signs and wonders, so as to deceive and, help me, lead astray, if possible, even the elect, God's chosen ones. So this will be so much of a press. It's kind of like um, when there's a, uh, some sort of tornado or something, or maybe a monsoon, a great storm. The trees that are rooted, like palm trees, when the wind blows, they bend because they don't because they bend and they're not rigid, and when the storm is over, they just pop back up. But those that were rigid, those like um, pine trees and things of that nature, because they don't bend, they simply snap and they break. So when the wind blows, everything that can be blown over will, will blow over. Only those that are rooted in Christ will actually survive this. Now look, verse 25 says... Back into Matthew 24, verse 25 says, Behold, I have told you before. The Lord said, look, I'm telling you. Remember, you'll remember later on that I told you this. Verse 26, uh, Wherefore, if they, say, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert. Go not forth. 
Behold, he is in the secret place, rather secret chamber. Believe it not. Here's the full press. If he can't get you by saying, I'm Christ, or the false teachings of the prophets, come, come, come. If the false, if the false Christ and the false prophet can't get you, then they're going to start saying again, he's over there, he's over there, he's over there, he's over there. Just, just get out of your place. Just get out of your place of safety. He said, don't believe it. Because this is how the Lord says here. He says in verse number 27, for as the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Everybody sees the lightning. It's not secret. Look up, you see it. He said, that's how it's going to be. I'm not going to be secret somewhere where somebody got to tell you I'm here or there. You'll be able to plainly see me. So plainly see me. In verse 28, we'll stop here. It says, for, he gives another example, for wheresoever the carcass is, there shall the eagles be gathered together. Anybody ever seen something dead or you look up there, vultures all just flying all around in a circle? See these birds just flying all around, flying all around and all that? You know there's some dead over there. <laughs> you see that? So it's no great secret. You look up and you'll see it. The Lord said, you'll know me when I come. There'd be no mistaking when I come. When you hear my voice, no mistaking it. When we meet together again in this place, the Lord willing, I'll tell you about more end-time tactics of the enemy. What he's trying to do is to get you to lose your place. Get out of place. Lose your identity. Focus on the things that you can see and not on Christ. While you're waiting for him, while you're waiting on the shepherd to return in this sheepfold, we're talking to the other sheep. We're talking to the other sheep. We're telling them about Jesus. Because remember, there are other sheep in this sheepfold that don't belong to Christ. We're trying to proclaim the gospel to the world. We're on an assignment now, knowing that he's about to come back and we're going to hear his voice and we're going to go home. We're going to go more directly to the place that he has prepared for us. We're going to that prepared place. Until then, let me continue to caution you. Continue to caution you. Do your work as unto the Lord. Everything you do for Christ, do it in excellence. Everything you do for him. Please don't let it be said that you work harder for money than you did for Jesus. Please don't give your finest to your employer and give God scraps. Please don't give, please don't do that. As Malachi said, please don't bring the Lord something wounded and something lame, something blind and say, here, God, you can have this. And you left your finest at home. You gave your finest somewhere else. He's too good for that. So examine your worship. Examine what you do for him. And ask him to help you to do it in an excellent manner. I ask him every day, Lord, help me, please. Some days, uh, many days, Lord, help me, please. Asking the Lord to help you. Ask him to help you, and he will. 
Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for this moment you've given us. Lord, I pray today that your people have heard your voice. And I pray, Lord, that they will, that they will be aware of the season that they're in, the time that they're in, and that they will be ready. Father, I pray that they will not be troubled as the things of this world continue to go on and bad things continue to happen. Father, I pray that they won't be troubled for the end is not yet. But Lord, in the midst of it, Father, I pray that they would thrive, that they would thrive and that they would be full of courage and the boldness of the Spirit to proclaim the truth even in the midst of a climate that is dark. Father, I pray that your people would arise and shine for their light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon them. Father, I pray that even in this climate, that they will just exemplify the character and nature of Jesus in all things. I pray your blessings upon these that are here today and those that have joined us online and all around the world. Bless your people, Father, I pray. With all that's within me, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Online community, we love you. If you're in the area, stop on by, see us. We'll see you next time, okay? Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.